If you don't lose it all or give it all away, you don't have any reason to make any more. Let's go to your house. Your wife's better looking. I got a big long car with no space for you in it. I got an airplane too with no space for you in it. But I know one of the guys that rode on the space shuttle. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. Canadian Minister of Defence in the 1960s, shaping the country's armed forces for years to come. It was only in his retirement that he says he made a life-changing discovery. He became the first cabinet-level politician from a G8 country to publicly state that there is extraterrestrial life present on Earth. Is this an elaborate fantasy or alien science fiction, or is there something to claims of their existence? extraterrestrial life for ages humanity has wondered is there anything else in the cold darkness of space skeptics say there is no proof but there have always been those who dared to dream and some even claim to have seen things with their own eyes do aliens exist are they already here do they pose a threat or a chance for salvation Honorable Paul Hallier, former Minister of Defense of Canada, and, and he believes that life forms from space exist and are present on Earth. It's great to have you with us on our show. Why do you say that UFOs are as real as the airplanes flying over our heads? Well, because I know that they are. And they've been, um, as a matter of fact, um, they've been visiting our planet for thousands of years. And one of the cases that would interest you most, if you'll give me two or three minutes to answer, is uh, during the Cold War, 1961, there were about 50 UFOs in formation flying south from Russia to the, across Europe. And the uh, Supreme Allied Commander was very concerned um, and about ready to press the panic button when they turned around and went back over the North Pole. So they decided to do uh, an investigation and they investigated for three years, and they decided that um, with absolute certainty that four species, four different species, at least, had been visiting this planet for thousands of years. So that's, uh, we have a long history of UFOs, and of course, there's been a lot more activity in the last uh, few decades since uh, uh, we invented the atomic bomb and uh, they're very concerned about, uh, about that and the fact that uh, we might use it again. And because the whole cosmos is a unity and it affects not just us, but other people in the cosmos, 
they're very much afraid that we might be stupid enough to uh, start using atomic weapons again, and this would be very bad for us and uh, for them as well. So no serious scientist has ever publicly confirmed evidence of an encounter with extraterrestrials. Why would scientists not confirm the facts if they exist? I'm afraid they must go out of their way to not to find out. Because if they did, you know, even 10% of the amount of research I've done in the last eight years, they would be as convinced as I am. I mean, they could do it even faster. Uh, might take them a little longer when they didn't have a military background. But uh, there are so many wonderful books that tell these, these stories and, uh, and they've been authenticated. The, the sightings have been authenticated by uh, more than one witness and also by radar. And they have landed in various places around the world, including Russia. Uh, there's a famous case there. I can't remember the name of the place, but it was, it was widely reported at the time. A man wrote a book about it. And then the French bought the book rights so that it wouldn't be circulated around. Uh, and uh, th there's just so much evidence. Uh, if anybody will take the time off to do a little bit of uh, research and study. But people just are, you know, some people are interested and will take the time. And the others just say, oh, you know, it's, uh, it's uh, just fantasy. Mm -hmm. But I've, since I've been uh, public on this subject, I get, uh, oh, probably three or four emails a week from all over the world from people who have actually witnessed sightings and some of them who have actually been on the ships and some of them who have actually been transported to another uh, planet. And so this information is not, you know, it is, it is top secret in a way that the governments aren't talking about it. But if you listen to the whistleblowers and the people who have worked in the industry, and uh, who know what is going on, there is just a lot of information out there and it doesn't take very long to get your hands on it. But see, the problem is that some people who report UFO sightings and alien abductions have been shown to make things up and they, to, to make things up to be famous, to make money, or just for a prank. How do we tell fiction from a fact? Well, you have to, you have to spend a lot of time trying to find, uh, we used to say, separating the wheat from the chaff and uh, takes a lot of effort. Um, when I was minister, I got sighting reports, and um, when we, ch we checked them out, about 80%, about eight out of 10, were, um, were not real. They were sites of Venus or uh, plasma or you know a dozen other things, but there were 15 or 20% for which there was no explanation, and they were the genuine unidentified flying objects. The, these things uh, go way back. One of the, the uh, conferences I went to was uh, in Las Vegas, was uh, promoted by a chap who had written a book about crashes. And there were dozens and dozens and dozens of them, and many of them very, very well authenticated, so that it would be impossible to read all of that evidence and not to uh, come the, to the conclusion that these uh, vehicles were real. Have you ever had your own encounter with aliens? Uh, not an encounter with aliens, no. I have seen a UFO about uh, 120 miles north of Toronto over Lake Muskoka where I have a cottage. And two years ago, last uh, uh, Canadian uh, Thanksgiving, which is October, uh, my wife decided she wanted to go out and look at the stars. So uh, 
I'm not much of a night man, but I put on my cap and went out with her. And she looked into the eastern sky, sky and said, there's a star. And I turned around the other way and I said, oh, there's a much brighter one over here. And she looked and it was. And we, we watched it until our necks almost broke for about 20 minutes. And it was, it was definitely a UFO because it could change position in the sky by three or four degrees in three or four seconds. And I checked out, there were no satellites that could do that. The space station wasn't going by and it doesn't, uh, isn't able to move that fast anyway. And there was nothing, no other explanation except that it was the real thing. And two days later, I went down on the dock, <clears throat> got a comfortable chair and watched. It came back almost to the same spot and entertained me for as long as I could take it. And uh, then I went back uh, to the uh, cottage. But it was, it was very interesting because it would drop down in the sky and then it would roar back up and then it would shift across a few degrees and, uh, and do a circle and come back at a speed, which, you know, just astronomical speeds. As you know, they travel very, very fast. So does it just look like a falling star that falls really quickly and then rises again? What does it look like? Well, it just looked like a star. It just looks like a star. Right. And I don't know if you, if you're a person who's ever read, read the Bible or not, but I think the, uh, the star of Bethlehem is one of God's uh, flying saucers. Mm -hmm. But you also tell me that people write you emails through five emails a week, and they've actually been abducted, or they have encounters with with the aliens. Do they actually tell you what these aliens look like? I mean, you know, everyone's interested. What, what, how would I know if I see an alien and if he abducts me? Well, you have, first, the, the first question you have to ask is how many species are there? And uh, I used to think there were, you know, between two and 12. And uh, Apollo astronaut uh, uh, Edgar Mitchell, who came to Toronto uh, a few years ago and had dinner with us, <clears throat> agreed that it was somewhere between two and 12. But the latest reports that I've been getting from various sources are that there are about 80 different species. And some of them, uh, look just like us, and they could walk down the street, and you wouldn't uh, know if you ran, you know, walked past one. Um, and they're what we call the Nordic blondes, and also the tall whites, um, who are actually working with the United States Air Force in Nevada. They um, they're able to get away with that. They had a couple of their ladies dressed as nuns went into Las Vegas to shop. And they weren't detected. And I have a friend who saw one of the men walking along the street, and he, somebody who would recognize uh, that they were different, and he did. So they're those kind, and then there are the, the short grays, as they're called. And they're the ones that you see in most of the cartoons. They very, have very, very slim arms and legs, and they're very short, just uh, you know, a little over five feet. And they have a great big uh, torso and uh, and a great big a great big head and, and great big brown eyes, but they're they're different species. So you have to uh, to know that they're different species and it's uh, and and know that they're all different. So, so one, um, if you if you saw the short gray if you saw the short grays, you certainly know that there was something up that you'd never seen before. But if you saw one of the Nordic blondes, why well, you'd probably say, oh, I wonder if she's from, uh, from Denmark or, uh, or somewhere, you know.
So this species that you're describing, are, are they all different in terms of nice and mean? Uh, are some of them nice and benevolent, are others nasty, or, 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 or how are they? Are they, are they good to people on Earth, or are they here to harm them? Well, it's a difficult question to answer because they're, they have different agendas. And maybe all of us on Earth have this, should have the same agenda, but you couldn't say maybe that, that Russia and China and the United States all had the same agenda at every, every turn, because they don't. And I would say that nearly all are benign, they're benevolent, they want to help us. There may be one or two species which do not. And uh, that's one of the things I'm investigating at the moment, is to see who they are and what they're up to and uh, what their agendas really are. All right, we're talking to Paul. Swiss Air 127, heavy Boston Center, good afternoon. Just verify you have the Norwich two arrivals, Boston. Hey, Tom. Roger. The center is Swiss Air 127. Swiss Air 127, go ahead. Uh, yes, sir. I don't know what it was, but it, it just overflew like like a couple of hundred feet above us. It was like, like an, I don't know if it was a rocket or whatever, but incredibly fast, uh, opposite direction. In the opposite direction? Yes, sir. And the time was what two one zero seven. It was it was too fast to be an airplane. Okay, thank you. Yes, sir. Nine eighty six Boston Center. The center maintained flight level one eight zero. Down to one eight zero. Yes, sir. 986. Houston 986. You see anything uh, like a missile in your area, perhaps off to your right? Take a good look, but I don't think if it's going that fast, I probably won't get a chance. We just saw Swiss there go by a little bit ago. Okay, thanks.